I am Anansi, keeper of stories. Settle down while I stir the pot. Join me while I spin a tale. Welcome to Anansi Storytime. I'm your host, Boston Moss. Today we have a story which reflects the cold truths about growing up and falling in love. When our tale is done, you shall know a great deal more than you do now. Our story is called The Snow Queen, and it is based on a version of the story by Hans Christian Andersen. Our players are Matt Olaf Hinton, Max Baskin, Lisa Watson, Michelle Morrison, Tara Griffiths, Andrew Whitby, L.J. Donnell, and William Wolfe. Please enjoy. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hey, do you have feet? Do those feet hate walking? Come finance a new vehicle at America's number one van maker. That's right, shoes. But don't worry, they're not just for your feet. You can fit your whole body and several other bodies. Living ones. Don't get any ideas. Shoes, where America buys fans for totally legal things. Come, sit, listen. I once heard a story that started like this. There once was a wicked goblin who enjoyed playing pranks. <laughs> this goblin devised a mirror that showed the worst and ugliest version of everything reflected in it. He loved to slip this looking glass into the hands of unsuspecting victims. There, I'm all finished with your hair. You have such lovely locks, and this style truly suits you. Would you like to see how it looks? <gasps> Why? I look repugnant. This is horrible. How could you do this? You changed my whole face. I look like a monster. Is this because of Tom? I'll never forgive you. <laughs> Why? I... What happened? <laughs> the goblin decided to create a giant version of the mirror and take it to the highest peak he could find, where it would reflect the ugliness of the world upon itself. <laughs> he spent days and nights working on this enormous invention. He poured his wicked heart and soul into his work and reveled in the marvels it showed him. He then traveled for months and years, climbing mountain after mountain. And when he finally reached the top of the world, he held the mirror up and dropped it. The goblin was so angry that he threw himself off the mountain. Never to know all of the trouble and turmoil that would be caused when the pieces of the mirror fell back to earth. Meanwhile, in a very small town, not too far away, a young girl named Gerda and a young boy named Kay lived next door to each other with their grandparents. They were best friends who spent all their waking time together and knew their worlds only in the terms of the other. For their entire lives, only a small rose bush planted by Gerda's grandfather on the night Kay was born separated their bedroom windows. Look, it's snowing, Kay. I haven't seen snow in years. Poor child. This must be worrisome. You've only known sun and flowers. Don't hide. Look there, see. All you are seeing are white bees buzzing around outside. Oh, grandmother, it's so pretty. Is there a white bee queen? 
Of course there is. She flies in the middle of the bees. She is the most lovely queen of all, but she can be very dangerous. She is very cold and often kills that which is lovely. And when she peers into your window, you'll know she was there by the lace she leaves behind. Grandmother, the Snow Queen was here. There's lace all over my window. <laughs> yes, dear. But I can't see Gerda. I can't see into her window. Is she there? Is she okay? Yes, dear. I'm sure Gerda is perfectly okay. In fact, I bet Gerda's grandfather already taught her this little trick I'm going to teach you. Come over to the fire. Pick up one of these stones and put it on the side of the fire. There now. Once it's heated up, we will place it against the window and... Oh, you ripped the lace! <laughs> Not exactly, my dear. Look, it's just melted a perfect little peephole for your eye. I can see outside. I can see Gerda's window. <gasps> I can see Gerda's eye staring back at me. The two children spent the morning making peepholes in the window and then other patterns with the melted ice. After lunch, the snow slowed down a bit and the grandparents decided it was safe to bundle them up and let them play outside. Oh, goodness. It's so very cold out here. I've never been this cold. Kay, look at our rose bush. All the flowers are frozen in place. They are blue instead of red. Yes, my grandmother said the Snow Queen would kill everything that is pretty. Come on, let's go make footprints. The two children played in the snow until the sun set, causing the remaining snowflakes to glitter and sparkle. What they didn't realize was at that point, the fragments of mirror were mixed into the last of this extraordinary snowfall. Ouch! What is it, Kay? What's the matter? Something hurt my eye. Ouch! Oh! And then here, in my chest. Ow! It stings. My eye. And my heart. Gerda, make it stop. The roses on that bush. How ugly they are. This one is worm-eaten. That one is stunted. Kay kicked the planter holding the bush breaking off both the offending blossoms. Come here, let me see you. Maybe I can help. Here, look at me. And you, I don't want to look at you. You are hideous to look at. Gerda, how did you get so ugly? Get away from me. I hate you. Okay. <gasps> <laughs> Weeks and months passed, and although Kay and Gerda lived so close, they never spoke to each other. Gerda tried reaching out to Kay by leaving him messages and patterns in the ice-covered windows. When that didn't work, she placed fresh soil around the rose bush, which still contained a blue rose, a single flower that remained frozen and perfect, despite the seasons changing. Kay spent that spring and summer and autumn searching the town for anything that would bring him the joy he used to feel. But when the nights grew long and the snow fell once again onto the village, Kay gave up his search. In the silence of night, 
he snuck out from his house without a word to anyone and disappeared. For as long as Kay was missing, springtime never returned. I can't believe it. It's been snowing for six months straight. I must find a place to stay tonight or I will surely freeze. Excuse me, young man. But, but, you are beautiful. It has been so long since I've seen anything beautiful. And even then, I've never seen someone so beautiful as you. How can this be? Who are you? <laughs> Why, thank you. I am the Queen of Snow. And you are Kay, are you not? Would you like a ride? You look half-frozen. Kay, entranced by her beauty, climbed onto the seat beside her without hesitation. As soon as the sleigh started moving, the boy's body shivered and his teeth began to chatter. What is wrong, child? Are you frightened? N no your highness. I'm just just cold. The Snow Queen leaned over and placed a gentle kiss on Kay's forehead. There, child. How is that? I've never felt so warm and comfortable before. <laughs> what a charmer you are, young man. I think I will keep you at my castle. Would you like that? Kay smiled at the offer, but then his face fell and his brow creased. But will I miss my family? Oh, child, I know a way to soothe your pain. She placed a second kiss on Kay's cheek, and all the pain of his past slipped away. His face smoothed out, and he smiled, because now all he could see or remember was the beauty of the Snow Queen. He was thoroughly smitten with her. I would love to go to the castle with you, my queen. Will you kiss me again? <laughs> oh, my precious pet. If I were to do that, it would freeze you solid where you sat. And there you'd remain for all time. I said I would keep you at my castle, not leave you in my sleigh. The Snow Queen drove her sleigh on through the night and brought Kay to her castle. There she kept him as her pet for many years. As the years passed back in the village, Gerda grew up, but she never forgot her childhood friend. Gerda, you must cheer up. The crease in your brow is more severe than the gray skies above. I know you are heartbroken about Kay, but no one has seen him for years. I just want to know what happened, Grandfather. What did I do wrong? Nothing, my dear. It happens. Children grow up. They change. They find their own ways in the world. You're growing up too. Perhaps it's time for your own path. He's been gone so long. I fear that he is dead, but I need to know for certain. Grandfather, I need to find him. Yes. Yes. I have not wanted to admit this, but I think that you're right. You will not find happiness until you know his fate. Gerda was delighted to hear this. She immediately began to pack for a long journey, rushing about the house. I'll need candles and dry socks. Oh, and a spade! I must not forget my good red shoes. As he watched Gerda dash about, the grandfather had an idea. He slipped outside for just a moment, then came back in. Here, Gerda, add this to your pack. Grandfather, you cut the blue rose. Yes. 
but I think you may need it. Now, go before I change my mind and make you stay. Travel safe, child. Thus, Gerda set off to find Kay, with her knapsack stuffed and her good red shoes on her feet. Ugh, the snow makes everything look the same. I don't know if I'm heading towards the mountains or toward the sea. Gerda trudged along until she came to a mighty river. If Kay came this way, maybe he fell into the river? As she stared, it seemed as if the waves were nodding to her. Is it true, Mr. River, that you have carried my friend Kay away? The waves seemed again to nod. I will give you my good red shoes, my most precious item, if you would give him back to me. Gerda crouched down, took off her good red shoes, and threw them into the river. But the waves floated the shoes back to her. Perhaps I did not throw them far enough. Gerda grabbed her shoes and looked around the bank until she found a small, unattended boat amongst some reeds. Gerda climbed into the boat, intending to throw the shoes farther into the water than she could from the shore. But the boat was not tethered. Her movements disentangled the boat from the reeds and it began to float down the river. Gerda fell on her butt in the boat, and the red shoes fell beside her. Oof! Maybe the river will carry me to Kay! But after some time passed, and Gerda saw no sign of Kay, she began to despair. She laid in the bottom of the boat, rested her head on her pack, and cried herself to sleep. In the morning, the boat had come to rest on the opposite shore of the river. As Gerda stirred awake, she thought she heard a noise. Is that a heartbeat? She raised her head, but heard nothing. Gerda laid back down on her pack and heard the sound again. She opened her pack, and there, under the flap soaked through with her tears, was the blue rose, no longer frozen. Gerda held the rose up to her face. Is this Kay's heartbeat? That means Kay is alive. Gerda quickly hopped from the boat onto the shore and looked around, but she realized she didn't know if Kay might have gone to the mountains or toward the sea. She stood there for so long that eventually a raven landed nearby. Mr. Raven, do you know where my friend Kay went? I'll give you the tassels from my red shoes, if you can tell me. Gerda plucked the bright red tassels from her shoes and waved them at the raven. The Snow Queen took him. She came and she took him and she rode away to a castle to the north. High atop the tallest mountain. And with that, the raven swooped down, snatched the tassels, and flew away. Thank you. Ah, don't thank me yet, girl. The path is long and very dangerous. You will be challenged, and you may want to turn back. I cannot return until I find Kay. Now that I know he's alive and where to find him. Gerda continued along the river towards the mountains. The raven was not incorrect. The path was incredibly difficult and challenging. When Gerda finally reached the peak of the mountains after months of travel, she found a shimmering castle made of snow. How very peculiar. Where castles might normally have topiaries, this one has ice-covered statues of people. 
look, there's a man on his knees and here's a little girl sleeping. And this one up on a pedestal. Why, this looks just like Kay. Kay, is that you? Kay, my dearest Kay, I found you at last. Answer me. No, 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 Kay, you can't be dead. Not after I followed your heartbeat all the way here. This can't be how it ends. <laughs> Gerda threw no. her arms around the statue of ice and started to sob. As with the rose, her tears melted into Kay's chest and dislodged the fragment of mirror deep inside his heart. The ice sloughed from Kay's body and he wrapped his arms around her. You saved me. I thought I was gone forever. <laughs> Kay's tears were so full of love and sincerity that they dislodged the sliver of cursed mirror from his eye. Oh, Gerda, you're so grown up and so beautiful. I have missed you dearly. I have missed you too, Kay. And look, I brought you a rose from our bush. How is it still in bloom? Because it is your heart and your heart is finally blooming again too. Though grown, they held each other like children. The warmth from their embrace melted the snow and ice around them, freeing the other folk who'd been taken by the Snow Queen. Kay and Gerda held each other's hands. They walked straight to Grandmother's house, where everything was just as it was when they left it. Seeing the unaltered state of Kay's childhood home brought into sharp focus how much time had passed, how much they had grown. There they sat, grown up, but still children at heart. And it was summer. Warm, glorious summer. I hope you enjoyed the tale. When you return, perhaps I will tell you another. This episode was brought to you by... Emma. Yes, Emma. You. We saw you defeat that thing last night. Terrifying. We thank you. The Tale of the Snow Queen was reinterpreted by Summer Blaze and William Wolfe. For more information on Anansi Storytime, visit us at spiderstorytime.com. Please review us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever we're available. It goes a long way to help people find us. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Is this because of Tom? How could you do this? This is horrible. I'll never forgive you. Ah!